everybody to the Super Lemonheads part of the Super Show. I told you I didn't have another one in me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here we are, everybody. The Super Lemonheads part of the Super Show on the Super Lemonheads Super Show kind of day. Yes. I'm oh. Michael Larios. I don't need to introduce myself. Everyone knows who I am. Okay. I'm... Sydney Portier. No, we're brothers and not like a Siegfried and Roy kind of thing. No, we're not gay. As much as the people who we bought a house from assumed we were, we are not gay. We just look a lot alike. And Liberace and Scott Thorson. <sighs> yeah, they did look a little bit alike. Well, he made them look alike. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Extremely uncomfortable. For a movie with no penetration that you see, the gayest movie I have ever seen by far. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again, but I remember watching like bits and pieces of it and being like, this is pretty flaming. Absurdly gay. (laughs) I told you a story where like Tom Papa was doing like uh, some like sitcom that he was working with with Matt Damon that had gotten to like pilot stage and then the network just decided not to go with it. So like Tom Papa's agents calling him, he's like, yeah, man, sorry, that, that show's not happening, but how would you like to be in a movie with Matt Damon? He's like, okay, what is it? Like, it's the gayest movie you've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and that became Behind the Chandelabra. I think when you watch it, you're kind of like, I mean, I guess this is kind of the closest thing I'm ever going to get to a Sander Cohen from Bioshock movie. Yeah. It's not a true story, far, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> More hits. I don't really think Sander Cohen produced many actual hits. Supposed to be mildly regarded. You have to have some skill to make it into Rapture. To get the key to Rapture, certainly. (laughs) Own the entire mall district, as it were. I mean, I guess everyone else is insane. Well, you're still insane. Just you don't crawl around the ceiling being like, "Mommy, mommy." Hypothetical: Would you rather live in Columbia or Rapture? So, people who don't know the context of the Bioshock games. Uh, Columbia was in the sky, Puritan. Jingoistic. Yeah, like 1940s America, 1930. No, 1910. 1910, yeah. Like right after the Boxer Rebellion. It was very early America. Uh, It's it's in the sky on like a giant floating city with like cranes that essentially take you between like the chunks. Nationalistic and also racist and oh. technically not aligned with America. <laughs> They're all wanted criminals. Yeah. They they seceded from America believing themselves better than America, but like still patriots to yeah. America. Like they still have, like they have a museum that just holds up all the American figures. Except America. Lincoln. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Rapture is underneath the sea. Uh, what is it? Rationalists or object- objectivists? Uh, yeah, I think objectivists. Uh, Essentially, and no Rand. regulations. Yeah, and ran libertarian. Like talent rises to the top. Kind yeah, of. like the the only people, no government should have any sort of overseeing in what we do. Yeah, uh, no regulations whatsoever. I suppose if I, ha- I mean, it feels like Rapture would be the better place to have a fit because I know I'm not going to fit at all in a place that's like or if you want to date a black chick or like yeah and just like puritanian in any sense like I'm just like I'm not going to I accidentally said the fuck like I said fuck and started a child the other day (laughs) like completely unintentionally but I was just like oh I know that's going to slip out Uh, but my worry is I was like the problem that happened in Colombia was like a rebellion yeah uh, class Whereas rebellion. the other one was like, Rapture was like, oh, uh, there was also kind of a rebellion 
But everyone who's in it now is insane. Like, everyone's gone insane who lives down in Rapture now. Yeah, yeah. They found, like, Columbia, a sea slug that gave you superpowers, and that's what kind of ruined the experiment. Yeah, and Columbia, it was like, yeah, everyone, like, you come into Columbia, and there's still, like, a functional city at that point. So, mm-hmm. there's almost a part of me, it's like, I don't know, you get to see Columbia still functioning. Like, yeah. my worry is, like, I hang out Rapture, and it's, like, two minutes in. It's just like, hey, guys, check out this sea slug. I'm like, I barely got here. I haven't even unpacked. I'm just going to keep this locked up, because I'm sure I'm going to be on the move. What about you? Uh, yeah, just the the society in general, I don't think I could fare long in Colombia. I prefer Colombia's view. Would stand out too much? Well, yeah, and then they'd give me, like, for, with a gun, force me into some banker job and realize how shitty I am at math immediately. They're like, just throw them over. <laughs> or it's great where they they're just like... All right. Well, you just had to like manage yourself in this context. You're like, hold on a moment. Is is that a carousel version of girls just want to have fun? That's a good. I'm getting new music at least because they're stealing music from the future and taking credit for it. But whatever. Obviously, I'll have to keep that to myself and not like give up the ghost as soon as they like rip off in the air tonight. Like what the? This is Cindy Lauper. How dare you? She's a queen. Well, she also covered it from some creepy old guy. Here, like, uh, it's all been a pack of lies. By Arnold Finkelstein. You're like, no, it's not. It's like a world premiere of the song, and you're just like, I'll say, what's he up to? Um, better view. I think I would love to stay in like a hotel that's in Rapture for like a few days. I think that would be crazy cool. Yeah, I also like water more than air. I'm not a fan of heights whatsoever. Again, maybe they're giving you pills because you're missing. Shh, girl, come on, you're missing that much. Like sunlight can't be good for you. Well, I have to assume that also if I'm living in a city under the sea, that there's some science behind it that allows me to like live with you know within that pressure that doesn't mm-hmm. just drive you insane constantly. Scotia. I told you she wasn't going to be good. No, she'll be good. She'll be good. You sit down, girl. No, sit down. Anyway. <laughs> Topic still on the table. Shut up. Topic still on the table. Oh, uh, when you leave, does mom ever say, be careful? Yeah, every so often I get that, which always sounds like a warning. Yeah. She says it to me every time I leave. Like she sees something. Yeah, like, be careful. just remembering that, like, DUI, like, every day she's like, there's no work or school. He's just going to a bar for 14 hours. Now, what's worse? If she shouts, be careful, if one day you find out that that's one of those, like, stroke, stroke crossovers, and, wow. it, and that's her being like, Todor. red potato chips! <laughs> red potato Fritos home! Oh, fuck her, then. I thought you were me, it was, like, some Hodor thing. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I gave mom the stroke, like, remember to remind me to be careful! <laughs> be careful! Be careful! All right, be careful. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Might as well just call you that. <laughs> it was all this. Now, I was driving home the other day, and I watched one of those signs, like, pop out of the road. Like, one of those, like, uh, or out of, like, a yard. Like, one of those, like, uh, like, like a campaign sign kind of thing. Where it's, like, two sticks that go into the ground, and then it has, like, the thing for it. Fly out into the road in front of a car who ran it over as, like, you know, I'm passing and they're going by, like, uh-huh. just the median between us. And it was was like, oh my god, this is how I get Final Destination. That tire's gonna pop, hit my car, and I'm gonna flip. And knowing how Final Destination works, it's never the immediate thing that gets me. I'm gonna, like, flip into a dumpster. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then like and this like a work sign falls down and impales you through the eye <laughs> or like i fall into the red lobster dumpster and a couple lobsters are in there <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> just crunch my neck or they something fin- like they that. finish you off i'm like no i knew those shitty movies would be the death of me Oh, God. And the headline in the paper is just like, Fatty dies in dumpster. Like, there's way more details that there's, should be no, in there. Hold on. A very wild string of events had to occur for this to happen. Yeah, you saw lobsters in a dumpster <laughs> and you went in. Couldn't contain yourself. You went in cough first. <laughs> no, this isn't how it went, I swear. Well, that's the sexiest story. <laughs> that's sex- what makes the papers. Not local hero drowns and kill, killed by lobsters. Man's greatest foe once more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to break this to you. You're not hot enough to make national news. I'm a pretty hot hombre, I'm oh. pretty sure. I was like, this whole story is hot enough to make national news, though. Oh, are you kidding me? No. They a better work sign kills a young, promising, up-and-coming, eh, for the sake of this story, gay guy, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get on MSNBC. Yeah, whatever it takes to get me immortalized forever. Beat up by a couple of Ugandan brothers. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I mean, it was funny. We brought up that story last podcast to be like, anything else? I guess there's nothing else to say about that. And then it was like the next day. It was like, and all charges dropped. Like, oh, wow. That's a bizarre story. It's one of those ones that I'm waiting for the documentary that's made of it one day. Yeah. Because it sounds like... Oh, and I hope he does it like Anthony Weiner style, where he thinks it's like his redemption. Well, if you listen to all the police who talk about it, they sound furious. Oh, the mayor is shitting all of them. The The mayor, mayor, the chief of the police, all of them are like... They're suing him for like 250 grand or something in like expenses. Yeah. Oh, and you even hear like the judges like discussing, he's like, when taking into account... All of the community service you've done. We've decided that he was like, why would that come up? Yeah. If not for the fact that you know he did all this and you're just dropping the charges for God knows what reason. Like, I'm very curious to find out who's like the strings and the probably the money behind that. How powerful could he be? Jesse Smollett? He can't. <laughs> like, Fox was already ready to drop him. I don't know if he's coming back to Empire. Like, I don't know. I thought they I think already. there's too much outrage. If I'm Fox, I'm like... I'm, I mean, I don't know how big of a character he is on that show or how much of a draw he is on that show, but if I'm Fox, like, I don't need any of this. But who's the person dropping that kind of money to, like, get him out? That's what makes I don't, me curious. I mean, Chicago is insanely corrupt, but once again, yeah, the means he doesn't have. Like, it's he's like... Not, he's not worth would, that much to anybody. It couldn't be, like, a crime thing. It couldn't be, like, someone organized or something like that. It's like, I'll get smullet out, and that's the first step to take to make it Chicago back to the 1920s. Like, there's Oof. nothing like that happening. What if he's, like, Elton John's boy toy? Like, mm, I can't go without my muse. I'm like, if, I mean... Good for you, Jesse, because he's only got, like, maybe, like, three or four years left. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Gay in the 70s? (laughs) Powerfully gay, if his movie trailer is anything to go by. Much less subtle. Powerfully gay. (laughs) Much less subtle than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Well, thank God. Thank goodness. Uh, So, I want to tell a story. Uh, I've gotten... Back on, as of right now, uh, like a counting calories kind of diet again. Oh, okay. Uh, and like three days in so far, doing decent. Uh, the only reason, of course, to bring up this story is, of course, it leads to what else, brother? 
someone died? Do I owe you a no. pizza? Or... <laughs> no. A hilarious poop story. Oh. So I'm three days into it. And two days into it, I feel like a dump brewing. I'm like, okay, I want to handle that in the moment. And I was like, ooh, what's leaking? No, we're not handling this later. We're handling this now. And I was, leaking? I took a dump that was almost all liquid. I was like, what's this from? <laughs> Is this what my body does when it's just like, what's all this Greek yogurt again? I thought we were past this, buddy. Oh, it might be a cleansing, yeah. Oh, it felt like something. It was one of the few times where I just like, I took a dump and it was like, and you're like, that's not the sound poop makes. I mean, it might be like the Kickstarter to your digestive system finally working properly. <laughs> Shaking the cobwebs off the gears. Like, All oh right, boys, we're back in business. Pooping, it's only Wednesday. It's not seven meatball subs a week anymore. Let's go. <laughs> we got real things coming in here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, just you wait. <laughs> you might find a meatball sub still within this week. Let's see. With some Greek yogurt. Just get a little bit in there. Bam. Good for you. It's good to hear. It was a very gross dump. I mostly told that story for the dump. I would assume your next one will be an improvement. It's probably just I have a, to hope. probably just had to do a little house cleaning. <laughs> that was my work. Because I was like, I was trying to think what I ate the day before. And I was like, because I had made a burger for the first time in a while. And I was like, is this what my body's doing with like homemade, like house cooked? red meat again yeah. maybe but that couldn't possibly be it no i don't think so it probably is like house cleaning Ooh, that's a gross house cleaning now well it sounds like it was <laughs> wildly necessary <laughs> you have to let me know uh and i mean this if you get back on if you're pooping more than once a week <laughs> like... <laughs> i mean it's usually more than once a week just like two to three is tops that's three tops. tops three is tops I think I, I I thought I told you last year I counted how many dumps I was taking at the start of it. I we had that New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in March I hit number thirty. <laughs> and those people were like, oh my god, that is scary. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. It's how it's been forever. And each one's a train wreck that <laughs> sucks the life out of that poor porcelain child up there. I've already told George, the guy I work at, at the card store, that I'm like, I I'm never poop in your toilet. You've done too much. You're too cool. I can't do this. Don't make a promise you can't keep. <laughs> I've already... Oh, I guess you can make it to the the uh, the food court bathroom? Or no, you're on the other side of the mall, right? Yeah, there's really a precedent that's kind of been set about people just leaving the store on man for a while to do things. <laughs> there was a story that George told once. Uh, the guy who usually I come in to relieve uh, works at like a grocery store down here. Mm -hmm. And there was a period where his car was broken down. So he's like, hey, uh, whenever you come in to relieve me, because normally George is notoriously late when it comes to like getting in and changing shifts. Sure. So he's like, hey, just come in on time and I'll walk to the grocery store. Or if you don't, you're going to have to drive me there. So he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just drive you there. And every day he'd come in and lock the store at like, Two in the afternoon for 20 minutes to drive this other guy to work. It's like. Wow. And apparently one time they did it and they accidentally locked a guy in the store. <laughs> and he just stood there at the gates when George came back. He was just like, oh, you weren't going to say anything? You weren't worried about this? Was he cool about it? I mean, the way we've heard the story told is that he was probably trying to steal some shit because he saw the door, like everyone had left and oh. then saw that the gate was locked. And he's like, well, fuck. And just put everything back and waited. Yeah. So. 
It's probably one of those things where it's like, who really cares? Yeah. George wasn't angry though. He was he was like laughing his tits off at it. <laughs> uh, but he was telling me a story. They have uh, Easter buddies there right now. Oh uh, yeah. And I guess a couple years ago, uh, they had a group of you know like special needs adults sure. who came in. Uh, and they usually have like a group of them. Uh, ooh, girls are really getting her yeah. tap dancing. I told you she wasn't going to be no, good. No, she's going to be real good any moment now. She's going to lay down. A uh, group of them, like seven or eight. Apparently came it's like in Tommy Toon, like, like, like walking through the back of the podcast with like two assistants, Fred Astaire, and the one guy was like an older giant. It's not necessarily a story, but he was also black. Comes I got up, you. Yeah. sees the giant Easter Bunny, and apparently starts like screaming, like ah, poking out. Well, everyone, all the, everyone else does as well, apparently. All the other, like, special needs people. And then he charges the, the Easter Bunny oh, stand God. and just starts beating the shit out of the oh, Easter Bunny man. there as everyone else just starts tearing the set apart. <laughs> like, apparently it was like a real insane moment of this dude just like ripping the mask off and punching this guy like the, the actor playing the Easter Bunny as children is watching as this oh, group wow. of adults just start tearing down their Easter set and it's like the one like Down Syndrome guy that's on Fox News every now and then just watching crying like <laughs> you're setting us back so far <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I was like cause they said afterwards they were like well obviously the actor playing the Easter Bunny quit what happens after that is they have to get a new employee to do the Easter Bunny, and like the shit show that had to be firing an employee in the mall who was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take that job." Sight unseen, someone oh, might man. freak out and assault me. Sure, why not? If you pay me thirty bucks an hour, I'd consider it. I bet I could sprint. I could outrun any of them. And, but what happens if you you like maybe you saw the person and you thirty bucks like, an hour I should say <laughs> <laughs> thirty bucks for a day I'm like well, it's like you know you have to be there for like seven hours right? and some smelly ass rabbit costume they clean once a decade oh well they're definitely getting a new one after you can't wash the blood oh. the blood of the last one out that's a pretty good incentive yeah, brand new twenty seven dollars <laughs> I'll make it cheaper an hour is it going to be form fitting I want <laughs> I want them to see my goes no but if you saw the guy who did it. And you're, like, two hours into your shift, and just, you can't see anything, because you have a giant domed helmet on, yep. you didn't always see in front of you, but you just hear one of, like, the helpers on set be like, oh no, he's back, and you hear, like, a, ah! <laughs> like, it's, it's you throwing the child off your lap to be like, oh god, I gotta get out of here! With no, like, explanation. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> touche! The Easter Bunny's just abandoning you, honey. I'm sorry. And it's like the one time that I finally get like a hot mom like coming in with her kid. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're such a great Easter Bunny. I can't wait to is suck there, your dick later. Is there Mrs. Easter Bunny? <laughs> and then she watched me like just fucking like spike her little daughter into the floor so I can I gotta get out of here. Jump so I can <laughs> sprint out of a Easter village or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> You're like just running into like a dumpster, like right. Like, just scream in my not Easter Bunny voice, like you're paying me for the whole day, <laughs> like hiding in the Buffalo Wild Wings dumps. Like that pretzel dog me. better be ready. <laughs> they'll never find me here. Pretzel dog, get it ready. <laughs> I'm on your way, Annie Ants. You're still concerned with making sure you get your pretzel. Well, I get an employee meal. And... 
I think that wasn't part of it. You get $27 an hour. You think you're getting free food? You think we're giving you a $7 pretzel dog for free? $7. Is that what the price of pretzel dogs have gone up to? It is for you. What? <laughs> for quitters. I work at the mall, apparently. Is that what you call this? Working? <laughs> Why are Dion standing high-stepping? No, sorry. Mentally it's, challenged it's people? Not, it's not an intentional high-stepping. I just, it's a tough costume to run in. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to hot dog, but <laughs> speaking of hot dogs. <laughs> speaking of it. If you just want to hold it on, I'll snap. Look, you're going to have to, because I'm not stopping for this. <laughs> yeah. I can hear that train behind me. <laughs> Ooh, it's picking up speed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scotia. Right here, girl. There you go. So you saw the Joker trailer right before this. New Joker movie coming out. Yeah, it looks extremely weird, which ordinarily I, I wouldn't be interested in, but I, I'm i very curious to see. This could be a very good movie. I like Joaquin Phoenix, and he's great in the movie. I'm always astonished that he's only 44 years old. Oh, is he? Yeah. Jesus. He looks... He's like this weird kind of like... Because I don't want to say he looks old. Well, he's the got the hair time, lip. I'm also like, he seems timeless at the same time, too. And I'm like, wait, was that, how long ago was that fucking, that rap movie or whatever he did? Like the Letterman interview? You're oh, like, oh, yeah. God, was he only like 28 when that happened? Because that's a while ago. That was like 10 years ago. Huh. I didn't think. Uh, he is like River Phoenix's younger brother, who was like a child star. So maybe he got into like drugs and alcohol really early. Very possible. Yeah, he definitely has a weathered face. But, but yeah, I like look that. Uh, I like him. I just I have no idea what that tone of the movie is supposed to be. Like it's one of those things. I think like, that's the idea. But yeah, it's strange because like you watch it, and there's a couple scenes that almost look like there's a clown revolution happening, and I was like, "What's that about?" I I think it's to I think it's going to jump around in tone quite a bit, from like bizarre to silly to extremely dark and serious. I'll be curious. I'll be interested to see it. Uh... Yeah. It's, it's the most interesting thing DC's put out. <laughs> I've heard Shazam's good. I mean, I'm not going to watch it right away, but I'm sure it's good at some point. I'll catch it. <laughs> like, DC just waited for you to stop paying to see movies. They're like, all right, we'll start giving a shit. I'm like, no. Okay. Well, this is... You had to... Aquaman have been fine. Just don't throw so much nonsense in it at the end. And I had to stand in line in the cold like it was the 1930s. To pay $14 to see this movie I did. Let's be very clear. Starving. The $14 that could have been spent towards a very good meal, a very good meal, was instead spent on a movie I did not want to see. Starving. Starving. <laughs> it's just so hungry. I hadn't had anything since Bojangles two hours ago. No. Like, good enough. It was like three or four. No, it was a, it was longer than that. Dad fucked us big time. I was like, let me know when we have like the last fast food option before we get there. And he says nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a classic dad move. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it'll be interesting to see what, when it comes out. And we're super close to Endgame at this point. That's like three weeks away. Yeah, I've heard like a lot of theaters, like weekend tickets are selling out. Yeah, I think you can still get them for the uh, Regal. Cause they'll put out like 50 shows a day and then. I'll go whenever I can catch like a noon weekend show that's not packed, so I don't think I'll lose my shit when Captain America dies, but you know, truthfully, I don't know how it's going to hit me. <laughs> I know, I'm definitely going to get a, a Thursday night ticket, because I can't. Opening night? But, yeah, there's not a chance in the world that I'm going to let somebody like just boil it oh, like immediately in front of me or something like that. 
I had too much shit from even Captain Marvel spoiled for me, and I saw it the next day after it opened. Oh, uh, well, I don't spend as much time online as you yeah. do, so. Well, there's too many people who take the liberty of being like, I saw a movie, let me be vague about it. It was nice to see a Mendeling character being <laughs> someone good for a change. I'm like, so Ben Mendelsohn's a good guy? Why'd you even bother trying to be coy about this? <laughs> what does Mendelin mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. It's not a word. You mean the instrument? You talking about the mandolin? No, I remember somebody spoiled the, the Howard the Duck stinger where they were like spoil and a, is the word you you do you well use. yeah but okay. it's well it's one of those things where they were just like and a character i never thought we'd give a duck about and then they post like sorry i meant to say fuck but maybe it knew a little what i was actually saying like winky emoji i was like why'd you even fucking bother at that point <laughs> why don't you just fucking shout it out you big basket of dicks i like that you're still carrying that around <laughs> it's my cross to bear i'm gonna make sure everyone knows <laughs> It's like, um... It's like when someone ruined the end of Sixth Sense for you. I mean, basically, that movie that I vomited all over. (laughs) Metaphorically. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, I guess. Do you have any predictions for Endgame? Uh, Of the, the Holy Trinity of, you know, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America... Um, I say Captain America is almost certain to die or at the very least retire with some kind of permanence. Yeah. And I think Tony Stark could too. Um, I don't know if they have really anyone, like nobody wants to see War Machine as like the, I mean, he could do that. He could fill that spot sort of, but it obviously it wouldn't be the same kind of role. Um... You know, I, I don't see Tony Stark ever being gone completely. I could see him yeah. doing very small cameos. Although I could see them killing him off in this Avengers and then Spider-Man whatever is like his kind of final swan song where he has like a couple of cute scenes in that. Well, I see because uh, I think Far From Home is supposed to take place after this. Oh, really? I think so. Well, yeah, Spider-Man's currently gone, so... I thought it was supposed to be before. I don't believe so. Because how would it not be a gigantic part of the plot the whole time? I think it probably is. They're probably just not leaving that Mm. stuff in until after this comes out. I really kind of assumed it was going to be based before. I I, I don't know 100% for certain, but I I thought it is supposed to be after. Uh, I would assume... I think Cap's going to die, and I'm mentally preparing myself for it. Just every like day. Just time. like cutting yourself? Oh, every day, a little bit. Like, I stare in the mirror, and I'm just like, he's going, Hold it together, old boy! Hold it together! No, time get for it, work. Get it out of your system now, so you're not doing it in the movie theater. So they're like, ma'am, ma'am, could you please stop crying over there? It's a me! <laughs> I'm a boy! I mean a guy! I'm a big, dumb man! Who loves the man? Uh, Ma'am, you've been warned. (laughs) I worked here for years. Well, not years, months. Ma'am, you, the lady with the beard and the giant's jersey. Here to be a Christopher fan. Um, no, I think Captain America's gone. And I imagine Tony Stark just retires at the end of it. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Thor, but I don't. I don't know. There may be something too where, like, either 
Well, Black Widow's getting a prequel. Feels like he's really hit his stride in like the last three movies that have had Thor in it. You almost kind of hate to yeah to lose that when you're like, oh, suddenly I give not just a shit, but I a tremendous amount of fucks to. Yeah, Thor. he's like a close three, right up there with everybody. And yeah. Hulk is so far down, it's not even funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's another one where I'm like, I don't know what happens with Hulk because I definitely think at this point they're like, all right, well, we got to start. A, you know, making that switch. How have they not gotten rid of that Universal property yet? Like, aren't they... Is that who they share it with? Universal? Only if they do a solo Hulk movie. Like, I'm surprised they haven't been able to just buy Universal out. Because they took a bath on those monster movies. Yeah. Uh... A bath. (laughs) They did. Uh, Tom Cruise mummy? I mean, oh no, I get it. I just I love that phrase. It was like when someone, it was Rich Eisen, started bringing up the term boat race. Whenever you just do, you're in a football football game and you're just getting your shit pushed in. You're like, and they just boat race them. Oh really? Yeah, that's not bad. I've never heard that before. It was like, uh, man, that guy just ate my lunch. Because <laughs> it would be so infuriating. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what they do with. Uh, Hulk. I imagine what they had to do is they had to start transitioning to like the next generation where they're like, oh, okay, this one's going to be like Spider-Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, um, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and I assume Ant-Man sticks around. Who knows? Yeah, probably. But, and then they're already starting work on the next set. It's weird, though, because at this point in Phase 2, they did this big event where they showed, like, here's what the lineup for Phase 3 is going to look like. Oh, yeah. We don't have that at all. Like Scarlet Witch, Vision. Those two are getting movie or Red Falcon. Well, Scarlet Witch is getting like a TV show, I think, along with Loki, on a Disney Plus service or whatever. No, that's that's their. But I don't know if that's supposed to be like that's uh, their word to try and catch me. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) apparently I'll get somebody. I guess I'm thinking. Uh, it's the same way that CBS is using that Twilight. So we'll <laughs> like Tyler just like <laughs> handing them his MasterCard. <laughs> just charge it for a fucking thousand years! <laughs> Give it back when it's maxed out. Um, but like, we don't know what movies are coming out next year yet. Oh, really? To my knowledge. Oh, beyond what? Spider-Man? I guess, well, Spider-Man comes out this year in, like, in June, and I don't know if there's one yet announced for 2020. Oh, that I is think shocking. a Black Panther is supposed to come out at some point, but like they haven't announced it. There's uh, a Black Widow prequel movie that's supposed to happen. David Harbour just signed up for it. Um, they're supposed to. What a good girl! She's. It's like she's finding like a medley of sounds to make. She's normally not this active. She's, Five minutes before the podcast, I was like, we should put her upstairs. It's like, no, she'll be good. She usually is. It's astonishing. This dog has been so quiet and stationary, like, the past couple weeks. It's like, you barely even notice she's around. And in this, what, 30 minutes or so that we've been recording, she's like, I'm going to dance around the room, I'm going to bark, and then I'm going to do an old-style radio play. Thunder and lightning. The Lone Ranger's here. <laughs> well, I've got my head stuck in a honey ball. Well, you, blank, have, blank, blank, blank. you have to stop using her name, then she gets all excited. But. I'm on Mike. <laughs> I'm a character now. You're laughing about a mama. Yeah, I think there's an Eternals movie that they're supposedly trying to do. Uh, Shang-Chi, I think a Doctor Strange 2 is announced. Like, I don't, I just don't know when they're doing them. Like, so many movies are announced, but they haven't like, set like an order for any of them. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to lock up Benedict Cumberbatch for very long. I think they will. I think he's a 
don't want to say anything negative. I think that guy's star start to fade. It's not shining brighter and brighter. Uh, uh, I mean, I think talent-wise, he's still. Oh, I think he's still very good. I just I haven't I think, seen any of his movies since Imitation Game, so I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say though. I think I don't think he's been up to too much since then. Though, the, like, it's like it's not like this is like his prime Sherlock year. Last season something. of Sherlock blew copious amounts of deck, but I don't think yeah, that's his fault. That. I just started watching it too, and I heard that someone was like, "That last season's fucking horrendous." Where Moriarty's like dead already. And it's like his evil sister is like handling it. Like no, it's his, Sherlock's sister. Yeah, Sherlock's yeah. evil sister. And you're like, it's like a fight <clears throat> on the plane. They're like, if you, no other show, if you watched episode one and the last episode, will you be more confused as to what possibly could have happened between those two? Just stealing that from Flophouse. Is it? And <laughs> you think I wasn't going to catch that? Oh, yeah. No. That's an Elliot line. Is it? But well, it no, is, that's why I heard someone say that. It is right. exceptionally true. But I was like, that's why I was like, oh no, I just started watching it. The first couple seasons are great. And then uh, by the last one, they're like actual celebrities in town and like they can't go anywhere without being recognized. I was like, this is kind of uh, cumbersome for a detective to try. <laughs> to be world famous. <laughs> yeah. Like just to like normal people. Yeah, it's an odd one. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens from it. Um, um, I'm hoping for good things. And it's, there's also like a small part of me. It's like maybe this is, uh. It's a good opportunity to step off a little bit. Yeah, too. I was like, this is maybe the part two where you like take a step back from the Marvel stuff and you're like, they did it. A 10 year journey, 11 years with this, I guess. And it was great every movie all the way through. Ha. Done. And then I'll watch that Mysterio one and I'll definitely stop. <laughs> yeah. Unless and there's then, another Black Panther, then I gotta get in there. Then, I mean, come on. Just to support the people, I gotta get in there for it. <laughs> They're doing a Mexican now, character? Eh, the time. <laughs> now that I don't have to clean up the theaters and all the Popeye's boxes. That was maybe one of the roughest weekends of my life. Just <laughs> working that weekend and just feeling like, there's another theater closing! Oh god, it's just like a, almost an avalanche of popcorn, like, f- like, cascading down a flight of stairs. Like, why? Why? Well, I like the idea of it being a mix of people in, like, Nubian dress and then just hooligans leaving shit on the floor. I mean, you'd hope it wouldn't be the people that got dressed up. The oh, that, like, they dressed up in these ceremonial clothes. Like, royal African garb. And then midway through, like, opened up the hat on top of their head and just an enormous, like, from the... Like an enormous sheets like bag of food pops out. Fried just, bean like, pies. Throwing it all <laughs> over the place. Like, No! This isn't what Wakanda would want. We always have been one with the Earth. <laughs> Wakanda forever, brothers. Uh, now, uh, I want to talk about, because I had mentioned to you, that the new Twilight Zone series that Jordan Peele is doing has come out. Uh, it's all on CBS All Access, I think is the name of the service, which I don't have. But the first episode is currently on... Oh, we're going to yell at the dog for being too noisy and loud. Right. Like he's just pouring a big old drink. Uh, it's on... Uh, the first episode is on YouTube right now for free. Uh, as a recording this. I don't know. I assume at some point they might take it off, but maybe not. I don't know. But the reason why... And I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Uh, love the original series. Uh, anytime like they do that New Year's marathon every year, I'll almost always catch like three or four episodes during that. I love them to death. Uh, so I watched the first episode, and it's uh, themed around a comedian. Like, it's a whole stand-up comedy thing. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it, because I stopped watching initially halfway in, 
and then I finished it today. Oh, really? So I have finished. I have finished the whole episode at this point. But I initially only got halfway through and had to stop because I was like, "This is horrendous, just fucking terrible beyond words." And I didn't know what your thought was because apparently you also stopped halfway through. Um, it had interesting elements, but here's the thing: it like in ten minutes, you felt like you knew exactly how this was going to end, and that's. The exact opposite reason to watch a Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone, it, for me anyway, I'm not as diehard of a fan, but it's always like, I want to be kind of surprised by the twist, or at least find it interesting. And this one, it felt like you knew what it was going to be almost immediately. Would you see the end? No. Okay. <clears throat> so what do you think the end is? I'm going to assume... <clears throat> I stopped when... And the premise is, he's a just awful... Open my comedian. Although, Terrible. Although getting spots in a very nice club for yeah. some And multiple spots a night. Uh, played by Kanan Munjabi. Uh, Camille Nanjuami? Yeah. The Indian guy from Silicon Valley. Definitely Camille. I forget <clears throat> how to say the last name. And uh, he runs into... And he's just bombing with this second amendment joke that you have to hear three goddamn times. You have to hear it like four more times, too. Oh, Really? Oof. Not the whole thing, but you'll hear that, like, well-regulated militia part like, four or five more times. A joke that's just horrendous from beginning to end. Because it's not really a joke. No, it's like a weird political insight tweet that he thinks is, a, like, a three-minute joke. Mm -hmm. And keeps saying it like he like the people are just dumb and don't get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> runs into Tracy Morgan as playing some other comedian. Tracy Wheeler, I think is yeah. his name. As this guy, it's like, hey, man, what happened to you? You had it all, and then you just disappeared. And he's like, yep, I had it all. And he gives him this weird speech about, like, well, you got to be honest with people. you got to put your life out there. But once it's out there, it's gone. And then they clink glasses and, uh, like, a, a little too tongue-in-cheek kind of a move that, like, told you it was like a genie swapping kind of thing. And then as he starts still telling terrible jokes, but talking about his real life. And at first he mentions his dog named Cat. And he gets the best reaction he's ever gotten from the audience ever. That's what was so stunning to me. And what made me think is so horrible is I was like, because it's like the moment he brings up his dog, everyone starts going crazy over it. Like, he's like, I have a dog. Her name's Cat. And yes, it's a stupid name for a dog. Because who names a dog Cat? And the audience is going crazy. And I thought it was like, so here's part of the thing. I actually started to like the episode more having finished it. Because what you realize is like, there's certainly a magic going on that yeah. anytime he decides to start talking about something, everyone goes crazy, no matter if he's telling a joke or not. So even though his jokes are shitty, still the shitty, audience yeah. laughing is the intentional part that they're going hysterical. It's still a weird philosophical thing because there almost seems to be this in like, I understand a part of it's like this idea of being like in today's world, you have to put yourself out there. But once you do, a part of that can't be taken back, but it was this weird thing to frame within comedy where you're like, well, to be a good comedian, you have to just let everything out there. It's like, I don't think there's a single comedian that believes that fully. Almost anyone I've ever known, like, will tell their comedy within kernels of truth and then, like, spice it up here and there, unless, like, they have a story that's absolutely incredible. But, like, the notion even being, he's like, he starts talking about his girlfriend at one point. And you're like, oh, once you start talking about that, you're lost forever. I was like, there are hundreds of comedians who are still in happy marriages. Like, that's not a thing that, like, once you're a comedian, you have to be alone forever because you'll you'll bury and use everything in your past along your way to the quest for stardom. 
Yeah, I get the symbolism that like you lose a privacy commodity when you talk about your family and your personal life on stage. Um, but the fact he actually it loses them. Whenever he talks about someone on stage, they disappear. Not only disappear, cease to have existed in history. No one ever knew them. Yeah. And uh, it was like, how long can you possibly keep that up? Because you like, does that count for television appearances? Because people can't. You couldn't talk about... I don't think... Does he ever try talking about someone he's already made disappear? I bet it would get no reaction. Yes. He's done that. Because so, when he tried talking about that guy he never knew, it got nothing. So the way it works is that he has to have actually met them. So one... Uh, he's a very political person. So in one set, after he's realized he has this power to like erase people, when he talks about them, he starts trying to like shit all over Trump. Mm-hmm. And he sees there's no reaction from it. But then he's like, okay. And he talks about this guy in the club who's like this big crash loudmouth who got in like a drunk driving accident that killed two people. And somehow was out of jail a couple days later? Yeah. And erases that guy from existence so that he never drunk drove, never killed those few people, so they're still alive. So he realized, he's like, I have this power. So his whole... Because it's an hour-long episode. And I'll be honest... No commercials. Yeah. And it's about a 30-minute premise. I'll yeah, be honest easily. I like this episode so much more having watched the last half hour where I'm like, oh, thank God, just trim all that start out. Which is weird, because it just... You could have stopped after that fucking dog. Like, why we need to see the end, like, a nephew who likes him, and, like, a five-minute bit of, like, no, see, it's Eddie's. It doesn't have an apostrophe, but the sign says there's no apostrophe, so that's why it's just Eddie's. That's what's funny about it. Because you got to make him care about him, but, yeah, who gives a shit about this nephew? Because he's such a footnote ten minutes later. Yeah. Uh... And that's the thing is, like, all that happens. Uh, and essentially what happens for, like, the next, like, 10, 15 I, minutes. Oh, can I predict? Oh, are you still talking no, about No, no. Well, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, if you're still predicting what you think happens. Um, I'd say it's, I'm guessing, because I got to the point where he made her law school professor slash mentor disappear just because he got tired of the guy who was coming around and thought he was trying to fuck his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend's, like, a, a well-to-do lawyer that is paying the bills for them while he's yeah. doing stand-up. Uh, he makes that guy disappear and finds out she was never a lawyer and an incredible cheesy scenes. Like, you don't have that jacket from Paris anymore. That's where we fixed our relationship. And you got way further than halfway through. Really? That's I, like, like at least 40 minutes in. Okay. Uh, so he doesn't even have the girlfriend anymore. They broke up. And at that point, I'll just assume he keeps getting bigger, uh, either ends up Dating or wishing out of existence that black chick at the club. And then one of two things either happens. Either he realizes he has, like, he reaches, like, the pinnacle of what he can do. And he has it all. Just like the Tracy Morgan character says. And then just talks about himself and wishes himself out of existence to try and undo the damage he's done. Or... It, which would be a crazy twist is if he actually gets big enough that he's like, hey, I'd love to meet President Trump. And Trump's just that much of a star fucker that he's like, <laughs> come on in. And it's Alec Baldwin or whoever that fat guy that had like a show on Comedy Central for a little bit impersonating Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those two. I mean, I think no matter what, wishes him out of existence, which is what felt so kind of upsetting. Like, well, this is obviously where this is going. So the way it goes, and again, you got really far into the okay. episode at that point. Uh, is he essentially wish uh, he he does everything with the girlfriend? She breaks up, or well, they've been broken up. They have this weird thing, and they find out like he's been doing really well at this comedy club. There's gonna be I forget what, what her name is, but essentially a star maker is gonna be in the next show, and she's watching him farther. I think her name's Dee Dee. 
can't remember her full name, who's the black chick who's also at the comedy club. And then... Oh, the one he's like, that they're like constantly making fun of each other? Yeah, okay. and then like Samil, whatever his name is. One of the two of them is definitely going to be star-baked out of it. Uh, so there's a moment where like she's about to go on, and she has like kind of a little bit of a romantic scene with him, where she's like, if I wasn't lesbian, I would fuck you. Well, actually, I'd like fuck Idrisalba, but I'll throw some pussy your way because you're real funny or something like that. Some weird line goes out there and is doing really well. Like, he's watching from the side scene that she's killing it. And there's another scene where J.C. Wheeler, like, appears in the room with him. Oh, really? And it's just like, you you said it, man. You wanted everything. And it's a weird scene because at first I was like, yeah, Tracy Morgan was a pretty good casting for that character. Then you watch that scene. Like, no, never mind. Oof, man, this is a rough oh, scene. Oh, really? I did like his scene in the beginning. It's not very good in that scene. It's very, like... I liked him kind of subdued in the first one. It's a little too, like... I don't know. Maybe just Tracy Morgan doesn't have... Doesn't, like, portray an energy that feels like it works in something that's not a comedy for me. Like, there's almost a little bit of, like, a wink and a nod mm-hmm. in the, the scene he has with him in the second one. But it essentially just comes down to, like... You know, why didn't you tell me I'd kill people? It's like, you're not killing anybody. It never existed, man. You're just doing it. He's like, you got your chance. This is it. This is where you get everything. And he goes out, sees that she did really well, wishes the black chick out of existence as the start of his set. And then you see that apparently he does what seems like three hours worth of just screaming about people he hates. Just wishing them all out in the audience, just... Lapping their How many people off. could he have left? He, I thought he went through like his whole list just getting there. Uh, apparently, he still found some people, and he's just, I think, letting everything out. At this he must point. have found a shit ton of people because he ran out when he asked the girlfriend. He was like asking his lawyer girlfriend, like, "What's that guy's name?" He said, "Got off uh, on murder." Yeah, well, she he does that. Girlfriend shows up, and the girlfriend found his book, and is like. This is, something's up, because I don't know what's going on, but this is your book of material, and it's just names, so something's going on. You've always been selfish, you've always been using us, and he's just like, oh yeah, well, you see who we have here? Somebody who That was what I was going to say, he wishes her out too, yeah. And well, that's, that's, the that's, what the, that's what they set up for, and he's like, someone who you think has so much good to give to the world, and gives nothing. Myself. And then he uh-huh. does his bid on himself. And wishes himself out of existence to undo everything else before it goes too bad. And then, like, the twist at the end. So if you see the theater, it's, like, painted with, like, an audience behind the actual audience. It's, like, Jordan Peele gives his final one. And it, like, pans in behind him. And it's almost like a shining thing where it zooms in and Camille uh, Nanjani is one of the people in the audience there. Hmm. First off, not a bad Camille Nanjani impression you got. Really? I think it was okay. Oh, thank God. It's better than my Tracy Morgan. Obviously. Uh, yeah, it was too predictable. I felt like I, I picked up the beat way too far into it. And if you make me work for it and even make it halfway in, I'll still give you the benefit of the doubt. But it was like within 10 minutes. How long were Twilight Zone episodes? Like regular Twilight Zone? Yeah, I think you've seen a lot more Twilight Zone than I have. I thought most of them were like half an hour, though. I Yeah, probably back then with like limited airtime, yeah, with the three networks. Because that's where I feel like that story structure works a lot better. There's a lot of fat you could chew out of this episode. For 55 minutes without commercials. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Like, I enjoy that it's a full-length thing, and I guess that's half the... I didn't watching it. I was like, oh, Oh, I thought there'd be, like, two or three minutes every now and then that I could fast-forward through. Or I was hoping that it would be for, like, uh, two episodes within one. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe, like, episode one, the comedian, slash 
I don't know, butt fairies or something yeah. like that. Uh, and you'd be able to like jump to a second story or something like that, but it's just the comedian story. And it just goes on too long. Like it takes, yeah. it's kind of interesting when it becomes like Death Note and you realize he has the power to just erase people from existence. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to start killing criminals. But I don't know. I feel like the story starts to diverge from even what it's about at that point because then mm-hmm. you're not really talking about privacy anymore. You're talking about a guy who has superpowers yeah. and what responsibilities there are to that. But that's not the narrative focus of it, really. That's just what he does for a while. And once again, how long could you do this? Like, you wouldn't be able to... Like, it wouldn't work on television. It would only... It's a one-time act, and then it doesn't work again. Yeah. And that's... Well, I think that's awesome. Like, you're not supposed to analyze it. So maybe... Maybe you could just go to prisons and just meet, like, rapists and serial killers constantly. Or you just... Once you reach the top, once you've sacrificed everything... Like, maybe that was, like, the last test of J.C. Wheeler. Is like, oh, you killed your girlfriend... You've made it, you've been you've been crowned, and you're a king now. No matter what shitty jokes he tells in the rest of his lifetime, they're always going to just get laughs. So, was the clinking of the glass, did that let J.C. Wheeler out of the deal? No, I think that was... I think or is J- he already, I think J.C. Wheeler is, is just this kind of, like... Did he do that to sinister himself? Sinister ghost figure or something like that. They don't show J.C. Wheeler in the audience picture. Maybe more people who are astute than me are like, Yeah, you can see him in a shot or something like that. But it seems like there's maybe some curse to Eddie's that, like, comedians will get this way and then just disappear from the world or something like that. It's a very weird club for open micers because it's very nice. It's astoundingly nice. One thing that did bother me was... goddamn steakhouses. Yeah. Oh, and the one thing that really bothered me was that it had a dressing room for comedians. I was like, I've never once seen that. (laughs) Never once. (laughs) Not in my lifetime. (laughs) Not even a private bathroom. No. I've seen... Comedians who you have to consider A-list comedians walk out of what look like kitchens. <laughs> like, after changing, you're like, oh, okay then. Uh, I bumped into Aries Spears at the bathroom in Caroline's. Oh, the, and, the, A-list comedians. The A-list customer A-list. bathroom. Well, it was 2005, but okay. A-list would still be a stretch even then. But <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I do love Aries Spears, and that was the height of his popularity. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's, it's like a super strange episode. Uh, I do think I'm intrigued to see more. I, I think, honestly, one of the biggest issues I have with the whole thing is, like, maybe it's just because it's such a like, iconic role that I'm just like, I love you, Jordan Peele, but you're not Rod Sterling. You don't have the voice for it. No, it should have been some unknown guy. And you don't carry the gravitas in the way that, like... I would want. You're not unsettling, and that's what you. That's what Rod Serling always could be a little, even when he was, you know, like he's never because it was never a sinister character. No, but it was always a character with like a, a tinge of it that was just so like on a point. You know something I don't, and it's not going to be good, probably. Yeah, or Jordan Peele. I don't know. There's a part of me that like, I guess maybe because the most notable thing I know him from is Key and Peele. So there's like a part acting wise, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I'm like staring at him and like Keanu or things like that, where you're like, oh, is he kind of like a comedy guy, like the white nerdy video, where you're like, so when you see him in that role, you're almost kind of like in in your mind, like, oh, I'm gonna chuckle, I'm gonna get a chuckle out of this scene, a chortle maybe, perhaps. perhaps. Yeah, it's like it's, it's Ed Jordan Peele's gonna run out, or uh, Keegan Michael Key. No, is that his name? Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. yeah, is gonna run out, and this is gonna be like an Obama thing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, maybe if 50 of them happen, you get used to it, but it, there was something so, I always thought very unsettling about Rod Serling. I mean, I, I, I think he was amazing for it, but I think that's why, because it was always this aloof oh, I've always, kind It's of, always been like a great, like, bit. It's imagine just like, if you will. Yeah, like if I'm, like, eating at, like, the mall food court, and, like, Rod Serling shows up, he's like, imagine if you will. You tried a new young, sandwich on the young, menu? Young Christopher Larios here. Imagines himself eating a sandwich he's purchased from the local delicatessen at the mall. He thinks that what's between the bread is going to be a delicious slice of turkey and a little mayo. What he hasn't realized is that there's an extra seasoning of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's just me like, what? what's going to happen? It's you like... <laughs> it's me like, what's, good? what's this sandwich about to do? <laughs> Buffalo tuna sandwich, huh? Well, it's half off. I feel like I should give it a shot. And then I've eaten my raptors. <laughs> That's the twist. <laughs> As you're about to bite the sandwich. <laughs> this is one of our shorts. <laughs> I don't get it. Where was, the, where was the lesson to be learned in this? Not get eaten by raptors? I wasn't really trying to set myself up for that. You're a paleontologist. You didn't set anyone up for that. <laughs> How was I supposed Eating to Eating at a food court? How was I supposed to Paleontologist. <laughs> I don't. I still don't even understand how that's my comeuppance. I don't. Yeah. What? I'm supposed to be de- devoured because I study their bones. I don't. <laughs> I didn't kill them. <laughs> I have no time for explanation. <laughs> Imagine if you will some disgusting goober dying to death, eaten by raptors in the middle of a food court parking lot. Some doughy homosexual paleontologist eaten by a stegosaurus. <laughs> Maybe that's the ultimate irony. <laughs> in between, a herbivore. <laughs> Took him down. <laughs> oh my, they're so slow. How, How long is that going to take? <laughs> He's like, and you'll find that once you pass the baby gap in the Yankee Candle store, there's a little shop in the mall <laughs> of the Twilight Zone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a raptor again. <laughs> what? How many of these shorts are there? I just... Now I'm working at the store. I'm obviously not a paleontologist. <laughs> nope, still a paleontologist. No, you're an extra from Jurassic Park. What? <laughs> you're that lawyer. Again, why would that be my comeuppance? If I'm just an extra in Jurassic Park, that I survived it playing a role in a movie, that I would then need my comeuppance in the real world? You're that lawyer caught taking a dump on the toilet. He died! You- he was eaten alive, wasn't he? Taking a dump. He wasn't taking a dump. I'm pretty sure he just hid in the bathroom. I don't think he ran from a T-Rex in the bathroom. Like, well, better get this poop out of the way. <laughs> better drop yeah. this steamer now while I have the chance. I don't want to poop myself in a suit. That'll be embarrassing. That'll, that'd just be grossy-wosy. That'll be the talk of this entire trip. <laughs> no one will be able to stop bringing it up. Now, uh... <laughs> yeah, no. It's, I, I love the, the original one. The original Twilight Zone is still one of like, my favorite things to watch every so often. So yeah, I, would... I have a lot of respect. I think, honestly, after the full like, watch of it, it gets like a, like a C. Maybe like a C+. Plus. Uh, I think there's a potential in there. Because I do kind of enjoy some of the cinematography upgrades that they have. Uh, and I am curious to see modern takes. Because there's so much you can do with it. Because there's so much social commentary within the I Twilight agree. Zone. That it's like, oh, like today's America is just rife with it. Like, there's so much potential to do it. There's only four episodes, I think, of the show, though. And that's where I'm just like, am I going to pay fucking CBS $7? Because I'm certainly not paying for a second month of it. Oh, is it not on regular CBS at all? No, it's it's all on all access except that first episode. They only have four episodes out now. And I'm like, do I pay these fucks $7 a month 
that one month just so I can watch three other Twilight Zones and pretend like I'm going to give a fuck about the new Star Trek. Mm. I mean, there's a, a pedigree there. I agree. You cut it in half. And uh, I don't know if Jordan Peele will, is willing to, but I would definitely say step down and put, like, just... He can even be black. I don't care. Just somebody much well, less... Was, was Rod Sterling, like, a notable actor in that time? Is it Sterling? Is it Sterling? Yeah. He's the creator. Yeah, but I was like, was he, like, a notable... Because Jordan Peele's the executive producer. I think he was a small-time actor in a time of far less movies, so maybe that made him more of, like, slightly almost a household name. Because, like, I almost think, like, it's, like, a it's a role that I almost just need someone to have that kind of voice. To. Like, I'm not looking for, like, someone who's if like, you, oh, well, I have the Rod Sterling impersonation. I'm if like, you've no, never heard of John Hamm before, he would be perfect. If, like, John Hamm was some unknown actor. Or even, like, uh, Idris Elba. Like, if he was nobody, just, like, yeah. Or, like, I mean, fuck, even Vin Diesel to a point. Like, I just need someone with a voice that's... These picks are dropping down drastically. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like a Bobcat Goldwave. Just somebody with a voice that's gonna carry a gravitas. Like an Adam Sandler and Little Nicky. Just someone who can, like, really catch my ear with something and just drive it forward. Someone who can just tickle my eardrums with hear their my sweet car start and drive away. I'm like, just yeah, like I never a, looked back. Like a Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Returns. Just so I'll be looking good. for like open mic nights to do and just talk about you the whole time and hopefully. <laughs> That's my way of remembering you as I've abandoned you to my past. Nobody laughed, so I don't think it worked. <laughs> I don't think you disappeared. Yeah, but... so forced me to take a dump behind the dumpster in the back <laughs> when I asked where the dressing room was. Excuse me, where's the open mic comedian dressing room? <laughs> I assume you have more than one, but I will uh, share a... Uh, if Aries Spears is here, I'll understand. I'll take I'll take the secondary one. <laughs> like, well, Aries Spears is back there. He's frying up some mozzarella sticks right now for <laughs> for table three. But uh... we're actually taking a pretty big loss on that because we pay him mozzarella sticks, so he just never stops cooking them. <laughs> it's been a real problem. He's the guy in the in the back with the the genius hat on. <laughs> Genius spelled wrong, of course. Doesn't start with J. <laughs> a frying pan the size of a Cadillac. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, then no, it's, it's interesting. Do you have anything that you wanted to bring up specifically? Uh, I'm kind of, right now, and it's obviously it's so early. It's almost impossible. Who do you think wins the Democratic nomination? So early. Um, Do you think Biden's wounded? Okay, so what? who are the options right now? It's Beto O'Rourke, Sanders, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden are like the five? Yeah, I would say so. Um, so what? Ha- I know I've heard Biden in the news recently. I, I've not actually paid attention to what for specifically. My, there's three or four of them out there, and most of them... Almost none of them have been, like, straight up he sexually touched me. It's been a lot of, like, he does really uncomfortable hugs that I, that made me feel really weird. Which has been kind of common knowledge with him. I did see one that was, like, I was a college student and he put his hand on my thigh for, like, way too long. Um, but that's been about the worst. And he went from, like, I don't think I've ever done anything inappropriate to, like, hey, it, the, and none of it was intentional and I'll correct myself. So potentially if it stops there... He's if it doesn't probably work. okay. I think there's a big contingent of the Democrats that are like, we don't want Bernie Sanders. He's never going to win. 
I would say I think the realistic option is Elizabeth Warren. I think that's the best shot that is going to happen. I, I, I guess there's a real shot, like, for Joe Biden, but... I Those mean, debates I would be awesome. Yeah, but I'm like, after the last election, don't you, like, just look at every fucking, like, Democrat over the age of 60 and you're like, never again. Like, if this is what you lost to, then clearly some kind of new blood has to go in. I mean, Elizabeth Warren isn't Katy Perry. I, mean, I think no, she's, but like, she, late 50s. I mean, she's still, like... She's just not like that same old guard yeah. in the same way. Doesn't remember Hitler. She wasn't part of <laughs> There's that. There's no overlap with Hitler. Yeah. And she also wasn't part of that same group. Who was yeah. who was Hillary Clinton's vice? Supposed to be. Oh, uh, the guy from Virginia, the governor. Um Wolf? No. I forget his name. But I think I believe he's still the governor of Virginia. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe there is, but, like, I'd look at Biden and if he got up. The same thing with Sanders, where I'm like, if it gets up here, I'm just like, is it just going to happen again? Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I can't watch it happen again like that. And it doesn't sound like any of the candidates are particularly, like, out of this world, but, I mean, I don't know. It's such a crazy, like, situation right now. If you ask me right now, I'll say, I think Elizabeth Warren gets it. Okay. And then, who knows what happens from there. I don't think she's the most likely one to get it. I just think she'll be the one to win it. Probably, like, I think she might have a shot of, like, almost like an Obama-like turnaround where people were just like, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of white dudes. <laughs> yeah. They, every every voter said that. They yeah. said, I'm tired of white dudes Brap. inhale breath. <laughs> of a protein, <laughs> half a protein bar just slapped across the television. Half a chocolate Take that, for... Drew Carey, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> for the, this and he not... eats it. Oh, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I was like, yeah, I gotta be honest, man. I think you've lost a little too much weight. You actually look worse than you used to. Is it a little hard? Because I'm very proud of him. But is it a little hard to see pictures of Kevin Smith nowadays? Yeah. Because since he lost that weight... He looks so much aged older. ...aged like, yeah, like 15 years in that time. Well, if... And, you know, you take this as a warning. If you stay heavy for a long time and then lose weight, it, it's a ton of saggy skin that yeah. gets left over. The idea is to lose weight while you're still young, so, like, your skin has a chance to bounce back. But if you're, whatever, 50, is that yeah. how old he is? Somewhere around that age. And lose that much weight when, like, at 40, it's, like, some of those all, the worst pictures of him from, like, conventions where he was, where it's, like, a quadruple X hockey jersey couldn't hide how fat you were. Oh, it was, like, yeah, well, it was, like, what is it? He was almost in his 40s by the time the Southwest Airline thing happened? Yeah. yeah. Um, I am very curious to see what happens in the, the Democratic primary. I... If nothing worse comes out about Biden, I think if it's it's going to be a, a schism between like the young and the older voters, and I think there's a lot of like Bernie Sanders there's Democrats, still a, like an astonishing amount of people who I know, and then people who I've just seen who are still like Bernie for life. Bernie got fucked before, and don't get me wrong, I like a lot of the things Bernie Sanders stands for, but I'm also just like. How do you pay so much in I, taxes? And I'm also like, I'm voting a guy in who's like 76 yeah. or something like that. Like, and a guy who Why is there an shot, age limit to run for president? But, but not, not one be yeah. like, what, like, if we're talking about, like, I don't know if seniors should be able to drive, but I'm like, let one run the country. Have you ever used the term talkies to talk about a movie? Like, well, when I was a little kid, you know, yeah, that was like the, the Iron Man talkies the kids are all about <laughs> nowadays. Like, oh, well, I really killed him right there. No, I, I, I again, I like uh, Bernie Sanders for a lot of reasons, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to 
And I don't know if I want to watch that either. Like, I think they'd be astounding debates. That would be one of the most entertaining debates to watch of all time. Would be Trump versus Bernie Sanders, where you're just watching both sides as these furious old men just get just like increasingly annoyed with each other as the day goes on. That could be good too. I'd almost want to watch, and I'm like, don't make it like a regular. Like, make this like a. Full, like a like a marathon interview where they're like starting at eight a.m. and it goes till six p.m. and we just have to slowly watch like they get breaks and you just watch them come out for breaks or even more frazzled than they were before. Bernie Sanders in like a, a sleeping cap. Oh, and his getting hair, a candle and that's his, lit. His hair just shooting outwards like as it is. Oy vey, the Miley Brothers kept me up all night. I don't know why I don't believe in Christmas. <laughs> oh, did you listen to those three ghosts? Eh, time for that. <laughs> well, it's time for that. What was that Fezziwig's potty cutting the rug? <laughs> well, Fezziwig's potties are the best. Um, All these people are like, what are these references you're making? They vaguely sound like the Muppet Christmas Carol. That'd be good. That'd be a good debate too. Uh, I don't think Elizabeth Warren makes a very good debate. I think she probably plays too much like a Hillary Clinton debate where. Probably as a politician should act, like take the high road, and it's not going to work when Trump's just calling you Pocahontas every time it's your turn, and you have no rebuttal to that. Like, yes, I did lie on my law school application and say I was Native American. <laughs> oh, great! That was his only rebuttal the entire time through. Just... And he could get away with it. And you're it... like, astoundingly, you're like, knowing full well this man dodged the draft like twice and claimed his family was from Germany. Like, all these things that he's holding up there, and he'll still just, like, somehow there's just this weird, enigmatic power that exists around him that he just needs to launch that one attack, and everyone's like, oh, you ain't doing a lot about that. No, she did when she was 20. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Well, it's like, I thought I heard recently, so what's your knowledge of the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp story? Uh, I think I'm behind on it. Last... The last time I paid attention, I thought there was pretty definitive evidence that he hit her. But I, it, there were just never criminal charges. Like, she actually did have, like, photos of her, like, at the ER and, like, kind of beat up. Because apparently there was a period... I didn't see this get a ton of traction. But then it, like, started to come out that it was, like, she assaulted him a lot. And he's just too quiet and meek of a guy to, like, want to have said anything. Like, he's just like, I just don't want to hurt people like that. So he was like, I'll just let it happen. And you're just like, what is this? The Mike story? Tyson argument. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like... She beat me up. I mean, I don't know. And I believe the OJ argument as well. <laughs> yeah. Although Johnny Depp's only, like, 180 But I'm like, I 100% most. believe it from Johnny Depp, where you're just like, hey, he was just like, so I was busy... Casting myself as the Adams Family father in the Adams Family Tim Burton movie that'll certainly be happening. Well, I was shooting yoga hosers, <laughs> as I do, <laughs> or Moose Jaw, you know, on the third day of shooting. I was. Uh, what was there it? were only four. Principal von Cleef or whatever his name was, <laughs> Jacques Francois, Jacques von Fake Nose, or yeah, something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how I really got to that from. I mean, he definitely lets people take financial advantage of him. Oh, because it's the same, because he's also the person who caught so much shit for trying to say he was Native American. Yeah. And then a bunch of people are like, where's, how much? And he's like, yeah, like 100. It was right before, it was like right before 23andMe, too. But at that point where you could still, if you had enough money, you could have done it. 
Yeah. So you knew the high result wasn't high, and then you got some like honorary citizenship from like some Mohawk tribe yeah, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. And it was like, and then or I think it was a Sioux tribe. Yeah, and he had already done Lone Ranger, which was already like a weird. Awkward. It's a real, it's a real odd decision to like sell your soul on for this movie. Unless yeah. you thought it was going to be Which another was pirate. Such a turkey. Oh man, I, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Did not see. I, that seemed pretty obvious, but that was that year I was watching every movie. Oh. I was like, we were doing like reviews of it, and that was one of the most brutal ones. It was like I was already kind of tired of Captain Jack Sparrow at this point. Yeah, I was kind of, I, I was kind of OD'd on Jack after two. <laughs> isn't like, he doing a pretty similar character in that? Maybe not uh, drunk. It's not quite as. I'd like, assume he couldn't be drinking if he's playing a Native American as a white guy in a movie. He can't have him hammered. <laughs> he's just like need more fire water to Love see God, eagle God. in sky. Like oh, it's a just a horrifically stereotyped Here, portrayal as well. A thimble of whiskey. Here, my daughter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ready for no. breeding. I'm like no, Johnny. <laughs> Uh, nah, he's somewhat, it's not like to the same, like, cause like, Jack Sparrow's supposed to be like, oh, I'm a pirate rock star almost, and this one's just like, I'm a weird guy, which is, okay. a lot of his roles at this point kind of all fall into that, but, yeah, in that same vein of like, I'm just gonna be classic Johnny Depp kind of aloof and strange. So what's the update? Did he not hit her? That was what I heard. Like, that was suddenly like, the okay. update started happening. It didn't get a ton of traction, so I don't know where... The story really goes from there. But that was, like, what I heard is that, like, evidence started coming out that it was actually, like, she was assaulting him. Like, I would take a ton of stock in this. Do some research for yourself. That's where the last I had heard the story went. And I was like, is this what? I was like, what a weird world this would be if we just shit on Johnny Depp as, like, a wife beater for years. And he's, like, quietly, meekly just taking it all. It'd be interesting. And I'm sure it's cost him some money. And the idea of, the idea of, like, a destitute Johnny Depp does make me very sad. Yeah. Um, it is a bummer, because as much as I don't like the characters, I still never got the idea that it was, like, malicious. I mean, he's been in two time. Harry Potter movies in, like, the last four years, so I'm sure he's got yeah, some coin got some in his movie. pocket, but... Although I've always heard those are terrible, too. I saw the first one on the plane to Spain, or maybe it was... Did you? When I went to Britain. It was terrible. Was it? Yeah, it's awful. I Like, I remember seeing it. I, Eddie Redmayne sucks. I don't care what anybody says, that guy sucks. Unless he's excellent at speaking and just decides to always go with these mumbly characters, but like, I can never understand anything he says. I thought it was just an affectation he took on for the, whatever, the theory of relativity, the Stephen Hawking movie, but I had, the air, the on the plane, it didn't have the option for subtitles for some reason. I couldn't understand anything he said. Everything's like, this is shit. And then, you know, because it's Harry Potter, so they're constantly using bullshit made-up words, too. So it's like, there's a shizzle-pizzle. I'm like, what? My flubble-wink for tittle-wattle. And they just threw in, like, the My one... My gunny-wolks. They just threw that one fat guy in from uh, the Ping Pong Pulse of Fire movie <laughs> as, like, the American that's like, what did you say about fizzle-wattles? Like... <laughs> I'm a big fat goob. Like, he gets stuck in honey pots and yeah. windows in the restaurants all the time. Oh, dear. I've gotten hungry and gotten stuck in a window again. This half a tuna sa- sandwich in this dumpster. <laughs> on this pile of dog poop. Oh, that, car- that caramel cream egg's still good. One-seventh of a lollipop in the sewer grate. How much would some not to pay? Because this is a real product. To eat, uh, like a bagel sliced in half, and then both sides are coated with Cadbury cream egg mayo. 
Because it's a real product, apparently, in London. Cadbury cream egg mayonnaise. Is it a good bagel? No. It's a shit bagel. It's Yeah, it's a regular... I threw that out there like the answer's going to change. If it's free... <laughs> like I was going to give you a great bagel. <laughs> if it's free... Uh, you know, as long as there wasn't, like, someone with a gun to my head that said I had to finish it, I would probably take it okay. and try it for free. So what if it's a slathering of this mayo? Like, to the point where it's, like, dripping over the edges. Like, it's almost like, like, that's, like, there's a there's a good amount of I wonder bagel, what's the balance. Is it? But ma- there's a lot. It looks chunky. Like Is you- it mostly mayonnaise and a little bit of Cadsbury? Just, like, a little bit of sugar? No, it looks like it's chunks of Cadbury cream egg mixed in with mayo. It looks like someone just took, like, a broom handle to a bunch of Cadbury cream eggs and then just scooped it into a thing of mayonnaise and just lightly mixed it together. It was like, done. A delicacy. As long as it's not, like, some weird, like, Twilight Zone plot where, like, if I don't finish it, I'm like... (laughs) You're about to take your first bite it's like... Here we find young Michael Darius. It sounded like a raptor coming in. (laughs) No, no. We don't know that yet. (laughs) He's about to find out. Taking a break from his paleontology studies. That when you spread the cream cheese of froth, you'll find that the seven grains are wheat, oat, four others, and a little piece of the twilight. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, what was that? Taking the smallest break from dusting fossils. I was like, I'm a law school student. I was like... You're a, you're a paleontologist now. I was like, wait, I'm getting eaten by the Steven Spielberg raptors that weren't like real raptors. There weren't raptors the size of horses. We're here at the law offices of Krasno, Krasno, and Larios. As paleontologist Michael Larios is busy working on his legal defense for tomorrow. Well, sounds like things are going pretty good for me. <laughs> like, wait, why What's up add, for breakfast? Why did you add the paleontologist part to that? Uh, you know what? It just makes you more interesting. Probably going to be good on the dating profile. What's going on for breakfast? <laughs> Ooh, Cadbury cream egg mayonnaise. Oh, uh, Price well, is Right. Don't, don't mind a little, little dollop if I do. Free Cadbury bunny eggs. Like a big pile of like, bagels with Cadbury bunny eggs mayonnaise on them that's like dated like two days ago and it's obviously untouched. Like, ooh, I must have been the first to find this treasure, as usual. <laughs> Dusting it. Like literally bugs flying off. It's just a sign that says Twilight Zone stuck into one of the bagels. You're like, well, I'll ignore this sign, but tink! As <laughs> usual, the hunt is on, right? As we see in the paleontology community. <laughs> in my law office. The game's afoot. <laughs> and the hunt is on. <laughs> four, four bagels. <laughs> four bagels. And... You're like, you know what? <laughs> Should have seen this coming, I suppose. Oh, man, why do we have such a large moon roof? <laughs> if only we had stationed this law office on turn to camera. Jurassic Park. <laughs> How many of these bagels can I get down before it comes? <laughs> That's when Rod Sterling comes out. He's like, we see here a young raptor, full of vigor and life. Thought it just got the easiest cut of its life. But what it doesn't realize is that digested within the bowels that it's currently feasted upon is a bagel. Sandwich with the twilight. <laughs> and some Cadbury cream egg <laughs> Five of them. <laughs> like, even as the raptors eat me, it's like, mm, oh, something's <laughs> off about this. Something's not good with this guy. I don't huh. I, sh- I really shouldn't finish, but how many times am I going to get, like, an easy win like this? Does that sign say yesterday? 
Like, it made it in the fridge at some point, right? Like, at some point, it must have said today. Was it always intended to, like, carry the weight that it was made yet? Did the sign change, or... There's a lot of eggs in this recipe. I don't... It doesn't feel like it was refrigerated, for sure. But, like, it doesn't smell wrong. That's weird. I snuck up on him so quickly. How did he get 11 of these down? (laughs) Why does he have dollar signs in his eyes? (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, oh, why does it smell so bad? <laughs> the last he said he was a successful lawyer paleontologist. Why is he dressed like Nico from <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 4? Why is he still feasting over free day-old expired mayo bagels in the break room? Why is he making this his breakfast? Why is his pants full of cum? Because he saw a free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he saw a feast ahead of him for the day. It's mostly cum. Is he? <laughs> well, that's gonna be a lot of work to get through this. <laughs> Better start getting into it. Hey, what's up? It's Jordan Peele. That's pretty cool. I thought there was something weird was gonna happen. Palm, palm. Oh dear. Ah, anything else you wanted to bring up? Um. Hmm. Well. Uh, there might be some potential movement coming up on my death pool. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's torn, uh, tour has been pushed back a week on all the dates because he fell in his house and, uh, reactivated a 2006, or reaggravated a 2006 ATV accident injury. I was like, you were 59 then. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I thought it'd be a great idea. <laughs> oh, Sharon. Sharon. Put me back on. I'm excited about that. <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty excited at the idea of Ozzy Osbourne biting the big one. I know. I, I was hoping I'd at least get to see him. The idea is I'd get to see him and then the next day he'd die. I'd see him and he'd be awesome and that just took all the life out of him. Oh, and then you're the JC Wheeler. Like, you clink glasses with him and <laughs> And I become a heavy metal superstar. Yeah, and then he goes home and <laughs> I had to give this to it. And dies eating an old bagel that was free. I had to give this to a youngish man. <laughs> like, you're 70. How dare you? He's like, what spring chicken are you seeing yourself as there? Like the Twilight Zone episode where the guy just kept making deals to take, like, things from people. <laughs> He's like, like Ozzy's like, I need a young man. I come in like, I'll wait. <laughs> as he's dying, he's like, I'll wait a minute. <laughs> you and your tracksuit. Eh, eh. Uh, 35, I still got to shake my dick like a snake that swallowed my car keys every time I pee to get all the urine out. <laughs> I'm a young, I'm a young buck. I'm a young go-getter. <laughs> I don't think there's been any movement in my pool yet. Although any day now, Jim Carrey, you go. I've got a would-you-rather scenario if you can vamp for just a second. Oh, wow. No. And I'm Say gonna, something racist, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm going to sit here in dead silence, and we're all just going to have to figure it out from there. I guess Mike, that's... he's not smart enough to edit it out, so. What a big dum-dum. Nope, nothing. I'm going to wait here so everyone can hear Mikey just pouring another glass of booze. And they're like, I always thought that was the gag of the show, that Mikey was a tremendous booze hound. But perhaps, perchance maybe, he's actually an extreme alcoholic. I went to work for nine hours today and got four (laughs) hours work done on a project. And and I come here and you're sleeping on the couch with the dog, not even returning my text. (laughs) 
I get so few moments with the dog like that, though. She's normally being so good. You know she hasn't said anything at all. Although, astute listeners may have heard her snoring in the background a couple times. She thinks we're engaging. She's just very tuckered out from all the fun she's had today. Uh, one thing, actually, I did. We, uh, I told you my loss uh, in one of my school classes. You found out it's okay to hit your dog over the head with the shovel that counts as euthanasia. It's technically legal if she's coming at me, which she <laughs> she was when it Bro, happened. Yeah. <laughs> we call it that. I call it an aggressive eye stare and a Joe Biden-like perv hug. <laughs> um, but we did, like, basically, like, one true three, except uh, where you, just to, like, prepare you for, like, public speaking stuff. And uh, one of the, the truths I did was... Uh, uh, when I was a teenager, I went to see a movie with my brother and ate a hot dog that fell off the floor and then blamed it on him for years, like a decade and a half. <laughs> and that was the one that people were like, uh, really? <laughs> Especially like, and it's a fair amount of like people that are like 10 years younger than me in that class. So they're like, so you took your cell phone out and like inspected the hot dog before you ate it. Right? I was like, there's no yeah. cell phones back then. It was the light of Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's all I had. No, I dead ass just grabbed the hot dog off the floor, gave it a quick, t- didn't even give it like a dusting. Cause I didn't want to get all those sweet condiments. It was prior paleontology. So <laughs> yeah, this was with my tiny bone dusting brush. And shoveled it down because it was six bucks, even though I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for it. But mom probably only gave us a limited amount of money. <laughs> so I certainly wasn't going to be able to afford to go out and get another one. And they're like, why did people believe you? I was like, well, at first, uh, he was so young. I was just verbally superior to him. So I was able to like outmaneuver him. And then he put on a little bit of weight, and it just became more believable to people. <laughs> it became more believable that a fat guy would have taken the hot dog off. And like two of the fat girls in the class were like, ah! They were aghast by you. <laughs> I love to think putting it as politely as I. It's not like I was like he's a big fat pile of shit, so he got what he deserved. I was like, um, he got a little bit heavier over the next few years, so it, people just found it uh, more palatable that that's what happened. <laughs> I like that this is almost like the story that's turned you into the supervillain of the class, like the Joker. Just like went like I'm trying to think of like a good example of when like a character's gone into a room and very much misread it. <laughs> like it just started telling a story that they assumed everyone would get on their side with. Oh, it's like when Joker uh in in Dark Knight smashes the guy on the pencil. <laughs> like, "Oh, we underestimated how terrible uh, you yeah, are." Oh, this is you're you're a true you're a true scoundrel. <laughs> when you're just like, "No, see, see, I just used my age to vo- verbally bully everyone in my family into thinking a child did it. And then as he gained weight, I allowed his weight to be the uh, he, justification for my crime. He waddled his way into the position. <laughs> he he was... trundled his way down the alley and then decided that a little movie theater floor wasn't enough to stop him from just devouring that hot dog. And then finally... And he covered catch I matured and decided the, the truth deserved it de- its day at uh, 34. <laughs> You're like, and I understand that as the older brother, I had a certain responsibility to not tell the story or to lie and say it was myself. Uh, but instead, uh, no, I let the uh, truth remain hidden and instead blamed it on my brother. And <laughs> The one girl's like, why would it even have come up? And I was like, well, I knew he was going to tell his uh, version of it, so... <laughs> Preemptively, as soon as I got in the car, I was like, Mom, you know Chris ran a hot dog off the floor. No! <laughs> the two of us running out of the theater to be like, no! 
me pushing old ladies down in front of you. Yeah, like, I even open the door, just slamming your head through the window. I mean, I'm going to a hot dog out the movie floor. Well, you know, you know, a lie gets around the world before the truth even has the wanna, its chance to pull up wanna, its pants. I want to be a fly in the wall in the classroom as you tell the story, because like. Was this anywhere near the norm of what most people told us, like, they're two truths and a lie or whatever? No, it was a lot of very boring stories. And the professor even, like, said beforehand, he's like, whatever your lie is, like, make it something kind of crazy. Don't be like, don't say I have five brothers and it turns out the truth you have four. And, like, three different people did basically exactly that. So I was kind of the only one that really put, like, a ton of imagination into it. I hope the professor's even like, well, you did what we wanted, but even I feel disgusted at what this experiment has wrought. He seemed to enjoy it, because he got so many clunkers, but maybe yes. secretly he's like, you're a pig. Just, I'm going to lead to your downfall. How many people in class You can stop like, working on that paper, because I'm already grading it right now. just want so many people in the class An F for fuckface. Like, raise their hand and just be like... What kind of moral justification did you have to continue lying about the story for years after the fact? It was hilarious. <laughs> like, to it me. Was, it's, it's still one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. It's still great. I mean, You're like, so how did the story eventually come out? Like, I think I mixed up the details or something like that. Yeah, I probably blew it. Or at I got some drunk point. one night and told everybody it was me. Actually Regretted it the time. next day the entire time. I was <laughs> like, no, that golden nugget. That was going to be my rosebud. <laughs> Never going to have it. It was going to be my, my rosebud, except I still wasn't going to give it up on my deathbed. <laughs> deathbed like, Christopher, take care of my children. They're like, uh, could you do me a favor then and finally clear up this hot dog story? <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> no, try not to eat them like you ate that hot dog off the movie. Right, Terry? But don't. Like, Terry's been dead seven years. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is shocking turn of events, Terry. Terry was the first to go. <laughs> I raptor attack got her. You yeah, know, after she I got. I pushed her out of the way. <laughs> you know, well, into the way, I guess. After, after you know she got into paleontology, her time on this earth was going to be short lived. I pushed her out of the way. Like, well, seeing as how you're living and she's dead, <laughs> wouldn't it be you pushed her into the way? Apples and oranges. <laughs> just look, all the people in class just like the growing levels of horrified, too, as they find out more details. They're like, so wait, you didn't even try to clean it off or anything like that? No. If I'd had a cell phone that could elicit light, I would have done it. But I had the light of this shitty movie that I only had to see because my retard little brother my- saw the trailer. I was like, Rocky and Bullwinkle, live action. How can that be shitty? <laughs> my little wiener brother just decided he had to watch it. And I wouldn't watch it again until 20 years later. Have you seen it again? Yeah, there was one night. I remember being really sick, and I, like, was just flipping through HBO down here, and I, like, saw Rocky Bullwinkle. I was like, maybe it's not as bad this time. It's pretty bad. Don't you understand my motivations? Like, that movie's awful. The chicken, and I remember being super hot. Oh, Piper, what's her name? Yeah, she's crazy hot. Yeah, and I was like... She's still pretty hot, too. And I was like, this is a good thing. This is all, this is all worth it. And it was just when I was getting into Robert De Niro movies, and I was like, Robert De Niro can do no wrong. And then you see him as fearless leader, like, oof. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty horrendous movie. Uh, I don't know if it was maybe like, and I imagine that had to play some level into it too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I had to see the shitty movie, so definitely he was going to take the. There was spite. Back. I mean, I mentioned in the when I was doing it, like 
you know, 1997's Rocky and Bullwinkle and didn't get much of a reaction from the audience. Even though there's older people, the older people were probably just smart enough not to see it and the younger people have never even heard of it. Yeah. So, like, did they get to ask questions trying to figure out which one was your lie? Yeah. And the, the questions were like, so how did this even come up? And that's why I was like, well, I had to preemptively strike, of course. I couldn't. <laughs> I had to assert that my little brother's, the truth would be stifled underneath my bold, and then bold did, lie. And then did you clean off the hot dog? <laughs> And then how long was the hot dog on the... Because I, I said what I'm pretty sure was the story. Like 20 minutes in the movie, I just looked and I at some point like n- nudged the hot dog over with my foot and the wiener had fallen out of the bun and like rolled around on the floor. They're like, how long was it on the floor? I was like, <laughs> Wait, it could have been a half an hour. It could have been several minutes. Who knows? <laughs> There's no, it's a story I never knew. I always thought in my mind that the hot dog fell like... Of course, ketchup side down onto the floor, and you just picked it straight up and ate it. No, you kicked it, and the, the hot dog rolled off the bun, and you st- you sat there for a while, stewing in the notion of whether or not to eat it. No, as soon as I saw it, I made the decision. <laughs> I gave it a quick... I don't remember if it rolled out completely or if I've just made that up for hilarity's sake at this point. This is the decision that thing rolls out of the bun, and you're just like... I'll come back to that later. <laughs> so, like, I went to the movie and it's so bad. Like, yeah, fuck it. Nothing's going to be worse than this. <laughs> just scooping up the hot dog and a handful of stale Mike Knights along with it and just making it into a hot dog. And, uh, the, I believe the youngest person in the class, it's 23. One guy missed the class and we were waiting out in the hallway for, uh, our next class to start. And she's like, Bob, you missed this. It was, he was telling the story about eating a hot dog off the floor and blaming it on his brother. And just because his brother, and she's immensely heavy. And it's like, just because his brother became kind of a pudge pudge, all of a sudden everyone <laughs> believed it. Pudge pudge? <laughs> yeah. She called me a pudge pudge? It might be like some 23 year old slang term that they're using now. <laughs> Title of the episode, right? We can put that down. <laughs> pudge pudge. It's because his little brother's become a bit of a pudge pudge. Everyone believed it. She outweighs you, I believe. She's huge. <laughs> it really is one of those stories that, as you think more about it, it's like the funnier it does get. Doesn't it? Where it's just like, you kept it secret, and then just conveniently I gained a shit ton of weight. You were just like, oh, my job just got a lot easier. Because if like, I had grown up and I was running track and field, they'd be like, that's weird. Like, Because I was always known as super skinny as a kid. And I just have kind of a gut. They're like, yeah, nice try, Tubbo. <laughs> yeah, like they were just like, oh, your brother runs track and field, ate a hot dog off the movie theater. on a Monday. It's like, oh, no. Eight-time gold medalist, Christopher Larry. It's like, oh, wait, no, your brother who spent the weekend playing Sonic the Hedgehog Adventure 2 in his bedroom ate a hot dog off the floor. Yeah, Outran Usain Bolt backwards. <laughs> Usain Bolt. No, but I Nobody faster than Christopher Larios. Uh, <laughs> uh, that guy actually, I found out, is getting cast. Uh, Netflix is doing a live action remake of Cowboy Bebop. I don't know if you ever remember watching that. Uh, like maybe anime. very small clips. He's gonna be like I know it was like a western kind of anime, right? Yeah, it's like a western space opera kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be one of the main characters in that. I do like that guy. So he's getting another role. I'm glad for him for that. But, uh, uh, I'll end it on a, a would you rather. Okay. All right. Would you rather, uh, every time you look in the mirror for five seconds, it's, it just shows your own ass and then goes back to just my own ass in the current state it's in. Yes. So, okay. So it'll age with you as well. 
or uh, every time you turn on a sink for five seconds, it smells like a fart. Not yours. The mirror. It's what, five seconds? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather stare at my ass for five seconds. Now, hold on. It's going to be rough while you're driving. Yeah, I was going to say, is this, is <laughs> yes. this count like all mirrors like that? Now, eventually, you'll get good at driving with your ass in the mirror <laughs> when you need it. But there's going to be... But is it like a Twilight Zone-esque thing where like it's just my ass on the mirror? For five I... seconds. Or can I see around it to be like, oh, okay, I can still merge. It's going to take up half the mirror, but it's going to be a learning curve as you but like it's But it's my... like Essentially, where my face would be, I would just see the ass yes. instead. And then I can still like look decide to be like, oh, okay, the road's clear. I can, I can, I can swap lanes. You mean actually looking at the road physically, or because if you go to the side view mirror, it's going to be the same deal. It's not. <laughs> no, but I'm like I'm able to. It's not just like a huge ass blocks the entire mirror like image. No, it's, it's going to be half. Okay, but you so don't I, get to choose what half. But you can. Figure, but I can see. You can around. figure out a pattern. But yeah, there's still something around it. Yeah. Okay. Um... Does the sink every time I turn? Uh, does it just me that has this curse? Yeah, no one so else. So every time it. when I turn on a sink, everyone's like, "Ugh." No, it's just <laughs> you. <laughs> and most importantly, does it make a sound? Like every time no. I turn on a sink, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want it to? That might bring some real joy to your life when you think Honestly, about it. Maybe if, if it's obviously the sink and you don't have to explain it to people. If it's like a really great fart sound effect too, like every time where it's like <laughs> just washing your hands. Well, it's only when I turn it on, and it's like it's such a boring sound now, like the sound of like water rushing yeah. through a pipe. If every time I turn a lever, it could be like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's other people be like, oh, it's gonna be hell? different farts every time too. What the hell was that? It's gonna be like a, a spectrum of thirty different fart noises, <laughs> oh. ranging from like dry to fart to wetty to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, now I'm doing that. Okay. That's a joy to my life every day. <laughs> like it's gonna be a stinky fart. I mean, five seconds and hopefully goes away pretty quickly. Uh, I'll learn to just hold my nose every time I'm washing my hands, but. Yeah. Um, First, a glaring reminder of how old you're going to be getting to as your ass just gets shittier and shittier. Yeah, well, part of me was like, I don't know, maybe it gives you, like, a view of the world you haven't seen before. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, i got a hot little tush. <laughs> and if you turn around real quick, it's your dick back there. I'm like, ooh, hey there, boy, how you doing? <laughs> Looking good back there, fellas. Never seen you at this level before. <laughs> But nothing could be just me like going into like a like at a men's restroom with like a couple other people in there and just tearing lever and everyone and you're like <laughs> it's just be like that sinks out again <laughs> one Mississippi two Mississippi three any day you're blue you could just keep turning the sink on uh, and off I mean well there's the thing I definitely like it's an amusement process I can tell I'm like oh great this five second fart is just gonna continue oh and it's, hot hot water is wetter <laughs> and cold water is oh, drier so that's my knowledge so it's yeah. just me being like oh I just turn on the sink and I'm like well I'll just cover my nose for a couple moments and then well <laughs> this day's just gonna get better and better my frown has flipped upside down as they say no there'll be one day where like the you don't even mind the farts and you're like hmm sad <laughs> you're like joy's gone from my life Perhaps today's the day becomes a super villain. <laughs> Perhaps the day's the day I get eaten by a raptor. <laughs> Off to my paleontology job. <laughs> 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 like I'm like, that's when I hear like the Rod Sterling like intro, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a moment. You're saying for five years my fucking sinks farted at me every time I turned it on, but that's not the supernatural twist in my life. 
Finally, the paleontologist has discovered a true discovery. It's like, have I? <laughs> I'm like, wait, so the farting sink wasn't part of the magic at all? What was that about then? Sometimes life's just funny. <laughs> okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> at least it's not Jordan Peele. <laughs> Made a good point. It was only half an hour, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, you wrapped this up. This is pretty tight, to be completely frank. You got my story in and out. <laughs> Ate a hot dog off the floor. Uh, fart sinks, and then right here, boom. Eating feet first, feet first wasn't the way I would have chosen to go, but... No, but I feel, I feel like it's going to be impressive, because here's the thing. Raptor's going to be like, ooh, his legs are pretty strong, and then he's going to get up, and that, by that point he's kind of tired, so I don't think he's going to judge the rest of my body so much. He's going to be like, ooh, that's a lot, I'll leave that for later. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just me like, I'm going to get a couple more hours out of this, I think. <laughs> hey, wheel me over to the sink. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, let's turn on a couple of... I binge- could use the laugh. Yeah, put a bunch of a Babish episode on, leave me next to that sink or something like that. <laughs> I'd want to go. Come on, just do it. Do, do me right in the end, Raptor. All right, Michael J. Larius on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and Rolo T on Twitter. If you want to follow me for the occasional Spencer joke, <laughs> Bazoom. Right. Bam. Catch you next time, everybody on the Super Larius Brothers Super Show. Do 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 do